righty. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Last time around, we didn't have a title for the podcast, so it was kind of like the pilot. I think we just called it uh, the Great Southern Brain Fart Interview Podcast. But this time around, we have a title. Drumroll, please. It's Blowing Wind with the Great Southern Brain Fart. Pretty clever in there, right? Well, so this is episode two, and this time around, my guest is bassist extraordinaire Mike LaPond. Uh, Mike is best known for his role as the major rager on the four-string motherfucker in progressive metal heavyweights, Symphony X. Uh, Mike's a busy dude, so when he isn't melting faces on the road with Symphony X, he can be found deep-rooted in some sort of musical project, regardless of size, whether it be some small unknown band from some small town to you know, working with the biggest of them. Uh, so in this episode, I was really curious to speak with Mike about all that. So we talked about Symphony X. We talked about his latest release from his own band, Silent Assassins. And we talked about the mysterious King Diamond slash Merciful Fate, Merciful Fate themed project called Them. Uh, Mike was a really cool guy. I had a great time talking with him, and I hope you will enjoy this episode as well. So, without further ado, let's blow some wind. Well, Mike, well, thanks for uh, being on the show, though. I really do appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, so you are a busy guy, even when it doesn't seem like you're a busy guy. <laughs> accurate (laughs) it's so funny because i was thinking to myself the other day i was like gosh like uh, like i'm due for a symphony x tour i was like you know and then all of a sudden i see your name popping up doing this project and your name popping up doing that project and i'm like well at least mike's staying busy he's keeping his chops up (laughs) yeah well you know yes uh last year symphony x didn't do anything right um so, you know, um, Michael Romeo was uh, doing a solo, he was recording a solo album, which he's finishing up now. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't, and, uh, you know, Russell was out on the road with the Adrenaline Mob and um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um, so, yeah, nothing was going on, but yeah, I kept very busy last year anyway. Mm-hmm. I toured Europe a lot with Ross the Boss from Man of War. And um, I was, you know, in the process of recording this new solo album that came out today. Um, but Symphony X, um, you know, I, I'm always in contact with Michael Romeo. And uh, we're going to get together probably next month and start working on some stuff. Well, that's fantastic. Because, you know, one of the things I love about, you know, especially someone like yourself, when I read about this, is that... There's, there's, there, there never seems to be somebody who just, you don't seem to be somebody who just is like, okay, I'm just going to hang out until Symphony X is ready. You know, like you've obviously got that in your blood, you know, that like you need to keep active. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about was because it was um, made public a while ago that you had uh, developed Crohn's. And, um, I am actually good friends with uh, one of my best friends actually has Crohn's and I know what she goes through and she suffers from it pretty badly. Like how hard was that for you to be on the road and be a musician? I mean, I can't even begin to imagine. Oh my God, man. Um, I've had some horror stories. It's, um, I've had Crohn's, um, for about 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I've had surgery three times from it. It's, uh, you know, as you know from your friend, it's, you know, it's, it's a crushing disease, and it just, like, knocks you out. Oh. Um, I, I mean, so, I, I see the effect that it has on her on, you know, like, like, there'll be months where she's like, I'm great, and then all of a sudden she'll just be like, I feel like I'm dying, <laughs> you know, like, and it's like, it, it, yeah. it really is. It's it's rough because you know you're supposed to have a certain diet, which on the road you're not going to really you know you're lucky if you find what you're supposed to eat on the road because it's just you know you get what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been so many times where I've been on tour somewhere in the world, and I've been like you know just laying in bed with you know in really really bad pain and then just having to just five minutes before we go on forcing myself to just get up get dressed get on the stage and uh and put on a show while i'm in such pain and it this happened many many times and um mm-hmm. the only thing the only thing that that gets me past it is you know that old adage that the show must go on Right. <laughs> and uh you know i just have this thing where you know i can't let the guys down and um so i mean in my whole career with symphony x i've been in with the band for 18 years there's only been one time where we had to cancel uh, a festival because i just i went into the hospital and all that stuff and right. we had to cancel but that was the only one time but yeah it's um it's a really really tough disease and um you know, I boy, I can really understand how your friend feels. But I also look at it though, and I look at it as a very inspiring thing because I also see this you know, side of my friend who, you know, she goes about her life every day. She still goes to work every day. She still goes and hangs out with us when she can, you know. And so, like, I look at you and I think to myself, like, what a role model for somebody who, or people in general who are suffering from that disease because, you know, what you do, what you do on a nightly basis is. People don't understand how how demanding being a musician is. You know what I mean? Because it's not like I mean, there's a lot more to it than woohoo! I get to play music for two hours. It's like the, the travel and everything that goes along with it. You know? Yeah, and all that stuff. You know, that's tough for that disease too. You know, the travel, the the very little sleep. It's all very stressful. And Stress and- is the big factor, also. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So all those things together, you know, it's really, really tough. So, um, yeah, it's been rough. But, you know, just like your friend, she forces herself to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's I'm very impressed by that because that's, you know, it's not an easy disease. But, um, you know, good for her. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I've i been managing it. You know, it's been like 20 years now that. You know, I've just been living with it, and you just have to—you just have to find a way to get past it, no matter what. Oh yeah, yeah, and like I said, the, the fact that you keep as busy as you do is super impressive to me. And obviously, the big thing right now that you've got going on is uh, the Silent Assassins project. Um, how is that for you, like from from a musical standpoint, to go from 
you know, uh, the Symphony X type setting or from like the quote unquote kind of hired gun setting when you do other projects with other people to all of a sudden kind of like leading your own project? Yeah, you know, each <clears throat> each of these things uh, has its own rewards, you know. I mean, being in Symphony X, um, we're, you know, we're, we're known as one of the biggest bands in, in uh, the progressive metal genre. So, you know, <clears throat> I'm very blessed to play with those guys. And every album, you know, it, it just makes me a better player. Uh-huh. But also... Um, when I'm a when I'm a hired gun for all these other projects, um, I think it's great for my playing to meet different musicians and hear their style of of writing songs and how they approach songs. And it's it, you know it's it's a challenge. And I do so many projects. I I mean probably most of the projects I've done you probably have never even heard of because I've done so many. I do like one a month. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say that because I mean you've done I mean I mean I've I've seen your name on everything from like you know working with like Jordan Rudis to working with like who the hell is that do you know what I mean <laughs> like like some local band in like you know Newark you know or whatever you yeah know? <laughs> yeah so that's the truth and uh, so yeah I mean even all these different bands, they have all their own approaches and it's just, it's challenging and it definitely makes me a better player. Um, and doing my own stuff, it's just incredibly rewarding, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, cause I've always been into classic heavy metal, you know, since I was younger, it's like really number one in my heart and I always wanted to put out, uh, you know, an album in that kind of genre. Right. And, um, you know, and then I was finally able to do it after all this time. So, uh, you know, it, it, that's more of just, I feel like it's, you know, definitely a bucket list thing that I was able to do. And, you know, it's really exciting to just to get everyone's reactions of these songs that, you know, you sit in your room and you just write these ideas and then all of a sudden people are listening to it. Uh-huh. That's a really heavy thing as a musician in general, because I'm a musician myself too. And, and, and but of course, not not nowhere near that level though. But I get that where like you know you kind of have this thing where you're like you know I create. It's almost like you you wish you could you wish other people could see where you were at when you were creating. Is you're like like, like I was sitting on the couch in my pajamas, you know, like with a notebook and an acoustic guitar writing them, and now I'm on stage playing them for you, you know, and it's like this kind of a heavy feeling that it's gone from such a, a, a personal stage to like, to such a, you know, public stage, you know? That is so true. Um, because it's like, you know, you you might one day just, and just like you described, I mean, that's happened so much where I just, you know, you're, yeah, you're in your pajamas or something, you're on your bed just playing a guitar with no amplifier and <laughs> just something sounds good. And, 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 um, it's just a really, um, it's an amazing thing to see the final product like two years later, you right? Know, you know, and, um, it's it's incredibly rewarding and uh you know i was lucky enough to uh do it twice this time you know two solo albums so uh you know uh you know i'm happy about it 
Well, so with Silent Assassins, is this something that you would like to actually see yourself hit the road with at some point? Or is this pretty much just going to be kind of a studio-based project type thing where it's just a an outlet for you to get your music out? Well, I mean, my goal is to kind of have it working hand-in-hand hand with Symphony X. So, like, when Symphony X is off the road, then I could jump on the road with the Silent Assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, when I released the first uh, solo album, I didn't really have a lot of time uh, to work on a tour and all that because right away after I did that album, I jumped into the Symphony X uh, Underworld album session. Right. And, uh, and then before, and then we went on the road, and then before I knew it, it was two years after the release. <laughs> and uh, you know, so, um, but you know, this time, this time, I definitely want to get out there, and I'm real excited because uh, the you know the first album was a self-titled, was you know a self-release except for Europe, but this time around, I have Frontiers, uh, who's really pushing it hard and um i really want to get get out there and play frontiers has been an incredible label though for for artists like yourself i mean like so diverse i feel like over the years they have just i mean it was so funny because i mean i'm one of these guys that grew up you know i grew up in the eight you know 70s and 80s and i'm 44 so i grew up in listening to a lot of 80s metal and like you know stuff like that so it is so like fucking cool to me to like at one point see like Frontiers is signed Tora Tora and then also to turn around and see like Frontiers is putting out Silent Assassins and I'm like Jesus man this is like the new like go to label for like just releasing just music so like with that like was it easy for you to work with them when it came to you kind of like putting out your vision as far as the album goes yeah they were just really uh cool about anything I wanted to do they're always very professional and yeah like you say you know I love how they put out a lot of these uh, these older bands that are still going and you know they have a home there and they're still making great music um, so to be on Frontiers actually was like the best I could have hoped for you know so um, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, they've been really, really cool to me. And, um, you know, we're going to see where it goes. So speaking of uh, projects and of all the many projects that you've done, one of the most, one of the more fascinating projects that I feel like you were a part of over the past few years that I feel like a lot of people, it, 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 it felt like it was going on the radar and then it fell off the radar real quick was a project called Them where it was kind of like a King Diamond inspired um, merciful fadish kind of thing. Whatever happened with that project? Because the, 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 the bit that I heard from them I thought was fantastic. You know? Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, the singer's name is Troy mm-hmm. and uh, he lives in uh, New York. Um, so he had contacted me about this project he had because, you know, he used to be, you know, uh, he used to be in a King, uh, you know, King Diamond Merciful Fate tribute. Okay. And, and then he came to me and he was like, you know, I want to do some original music, you know, in the same kind of style. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then he, 
sent me the music and I was blown away by it. I said, wow, this is really incredible. Who, who's in your band? Who's, you know, <laughs> you know I want in. Me, yeah. <laughs> and then he told me all these guys, you know, he's got guys from Germany and I'm like, wow. Okay. So I went in and recorded his album and, um, they did some touring last year. You know, I, unfortunately I wasn't able to tour with them because I was out with Ross the boss so much. Right. But, um, they did tour, and I actually do have some news on them. Troy contacted me again, and um, I'm going to be playing bass on the next of them album. I got to uh, record it uh, next month. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So, so, yeah, so they are coming back with another album, and, you know, the songs are the same style. Sounds super killer, so... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I would really would love to play some shows with them this time. You know, last year I didn't have the time, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I definitely would be really stoked. I thought what was so interesting about them was that the little bit that I heard from them, I just remember being so blown away, and then a lot of people were just like... Um, yeah, or not a lot, but some people I would hear be like, oh my god, they're just like cloning King Diamond and Merciful. I'm like, dude, I could think of like way worse bands to sound like. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, you got rival yeah. sons who people are comparing to Zeppelin and you've got, you know, bands yeah. like that. And then them, they're like, oh, they're just like ripping off King Diamond. I'm like, dude, if he can pull it off, more power to him. But I thought the songs themselves were fantastic and I, I definitely wanted more. So I'm psyched to hear that there's going to be some more uh, to come from them yeah it's he's got a whole you know a whole another crazy concept going he's you know he's he's, uh he's got a great imagination troy and um so yeah he's that's ready to go and um next month i'm gonna record bass on it so uh, it's definitely gonna definitely gonna happen so of all the projects that you've worked on you know whether they be large scale or small local you know smaller projects is there one that stands out to you the most as being like that was a really interesting and maybe even challenging one for me yeah well i mean definitely um the fem project you know was fascinating to me mm-hmm. you know it was the, you know the the musicianship and and the songwriting you know was really um Top notch, um, <clears throat> and I, I've done some interesting things. I, I actually l- last year I did something I never did before in my life. I played on a a black metal album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to picture black metal Mike LaPond in like corpse paint you know but it's just not working <laughs> no, no. I, I, i'm all over the map you know so um that that was fascinating too mm-hmm. um that was a lot of fun to do and um and it's just there's so many different styles i, I did another cool um I didn't, you know, I forget what's the name of the band. They're going to kill me now if I forget. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, there's, there's just so many. And, you know, most of them have their own kind of charm. And, um, you know, just, you know, I really haven't experienced any projects that were really awful, to be right. honest. I mean, they were all pretty, all pretty cool. And, it, you know, there's, it's a shame because there's so much talent out there. Right. 
Well, so like, how 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 does one go about getting Mike LaPond to appear on an, on an album or a recording? Because, like I said, like I, I mean, when I, when I was really looking at the list of some of the bands you played with, I would research them. I'd be like, wow, this is like some like unsigned band from some state, whatever. You know what I mean? Like so, like 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 how does how does how does that work? Yeah. Well, you know, I um. I kind of pride myself on being like the anti rock star guy. So mm -hmm. honestly, I'm very, very accessible. Um, I honestly, I just have my own little Facebook, uh, page and you know what, whoever wants to write to me can write to me and I'll always respond. And usually that's where you get really the, some great projects, you know, and these, these bands that maybe they don't have a lot of money, you know, but, their stuff is so good and you know in, in many of these cases if, if i think something is really really good and maybe the band you know don't have some money to pay me i'll, I'll do it for free you know if just because it's so good and i would love to see it get out there a little bit but um yeah it's really easy to contact me mm -hmm. See that's that's so fascinating to me because what I love I love what you what you touched on there was that it's about just the music for you and like the the art artistry and like whether or not it's worth your time and things like that you know because i feel like so many people like one, one of the things i'm hoping is that you know somebody maybe one of my listeners might be in a really great band and go holy shit you mean we could get mike lapon to do this for like a six-pack man we're gonna call him up you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah you know i mean <clears throat> exactly i mean there's there's so many great great bands out there and they just you know you can't especially nowadays it's so hard to just break out of that internet and mm -hmm. uh and get known uh so you know i mean i've been blessed and uh where i i, I kind of have a name out there and if, you know if i can help somebody i'm happy to do it mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean you've 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 been on the scene for quite a while, and you've been a musician. I mean you've been doing this a long time, and and we're probably very close in generational sides as yeah. far as it comes to um, technology and things like that. Um, from your perspective, the ability for bands now, um, I actually had had somebody tell me one time. Um, you know, the best thing in the world is that anybody can make a record now and that the worst thing in the world is that anybody can make a record now. <laughs> like, do you kind of yeah. look at that the same way and think in some ways like that there's a level of oversaturation that keeps the truly great bands from rising to the top? Or, or I mean, or what's, what's, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I... I I think um, actually that is really true. There are so many bands, and they're all trapped in the internet. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> if you're a young band right now, it's so hard to break out of there. You know, in uh, in the old, you know, in the '70s and the '80s, the the record companies would sort through these bands, and they would find you know, the amazing bands from, you know, the bands that still need work. And they would take the great bands and put them out there and get them out there. Mm -hmm. But now the record companies are all going out of business. Uh, the music industry is in bad shape. So now it's just, you know, 
the best band you've ever heard is fighting on the internet against a band maybe who just got together three weeks ago but has really good marketing <laughs> and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and um it's you know there's nothing to sort them out you know there's nothing to there's no record companies anymore that that'll go in and find these great bands so it's really hard these days <clears throat> and it's really a shame it really is because even from you know like I've, I've been I've been doing uh, this blog since 2009 and one of the reasons I even started it in the first place was because I was yeah discovering and finding all these great bands that no one was really talking about you know and i was like why aren't these bands like rising up you know like through the other stuff you know that's kind of sitting up at the top and um and and i've even heard things you know from a pr standpoint where people were like some websites or blogs or whatever like won't even cover a band unless they have a certain amount of likes on facebook or followers on twitter and i'm th and like and that to me is kind of ridiculous so coming from you know you and me the old schoolers you know like yeah. like how is that for you to look at that and go that 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 is now considered a measure of quality yeah it's it's like it's like you say you know they're looking at likes so maybe you know this amazing band is really not good on social media and then this this other band you know uh that there's just beginners are like these whiz kids on social media and they're going to get more of the coverage, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't, <clears throat> it's, it's totally not fair, you know? And, uh, I feel, I feel bad for a lot of these young bands that are starting out. I was lucky well, you know, with symphony X, we kind of, before this all, before this craziness all happened, we were around and we kind of broke through it. Um, but now, wow, it's <clears throat> it's really in bad shape. And uh, even for, I mean, even for bands, if you're not like huge like Metallica and you're just kind of in the middle, like mm -hmm. say a band like Symphony X, you know, even we're getting crushed, you know. Right. <clears throat> we're getting crushed, of course, with uh, CD sales because, you know, m many people... They don't even want to, they don't even care about CDs. They'll just, you know, they'll just listen to it somewhere else. They'll get it for free somehow. And, uh, or they just maybe just want to buy a single here and there. And, you know, that's, that's not what we're about. You know, we're about albums. <laughs> right, right. And that's what I was going to ask you too, was that, cause you know, I mean, with, yeah, I mean, Symphony, when Symphony X hit the scene in like, you know, like 94 or so, you know, you were pretty much like right on the cusp. It was like right before like the yeah. internet became prevalent, but yet you guys were still out long enough before social media. I mean, like you guys were like what, like three albums deep before social media even kind of came through. So you guys were already established though. But with this going on now with this kind of thing, has it affected yeah. you guys at all or have you guys been do you feel like symphony x is like solidified in kind of where you're at and like it hasn't really like no harm no foul for you no it's it's affected us uh badly you know um our our record sales have basically been cut in half mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, that's crushing. <clears throat> you know, when we put out Underworld, it, I mean, in sales, it was only half of what the uh, album before did. And, you know, so um, it's crushing and it's forcing it's forcing all these bands to try to stay on the road and try to put out albums as fast as they can and stay on the road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and so it's, it's a, it's a rough situation. You know, you wish you could just work on an album for like a year and put out something really, really great and then go out. But a lot of these bands just don't have the time, you know, they'll, they'll go broke unless they just stay on the road. Oh yeah, I see. I see that with so many of the younger up and coming touring bands, you know, where they they put out an album and they hit the road and they're doing like three months on, like two weeks off, three months on, two weeks off, you know, where they're doing like you know they do like seven, eight, nine shows in a row sometimes, you know, and they're that's the only way they're making their living because, like you said, the, the album sales aren't there, you know. No, they're not. And, uh, you know, Spotify, you, I mean, you get nothing from Spotify, basically. I mean, you get just a percentage of a penny for, for you know, a listen, you know. So, um, <clears throat> so I mean, you know, you're getting crushed there, too. Um, so, there's, you know, for a lot of the, we'll say the B and the C bands, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> we're all kind of just kind of struggling, just trying to hang on. Right. And with that, does it make it? I'm trying to find the right way to say. Does it ever get get to the point where you feel like discouraged? Like, why should we keep going? Or is it the fact that keep continuing to go forward for the fans that are there makes it worth it? Yeah, I mean that's that's the question we we've been wrestling with for a long time. You know because. We see the, you know, we see the sales cut in half, and it's, you know, that's very discouraging, you know, I mean, especially a band that's been together for 20 years, and then you you feel like, wow, I mean, should we even do this anymore? And, Mm -hmm. but then again, you know, but then, you know, you hear from fans and who have lived their life listening to your music, how your music has changed their life, and um, that and that makes you go on because you have such a an appreciation for what you do, and um, you know there's nothing better in the world than that. So um, you know, so Symphony X is not going anywhere. So <laughs> oh well, that makes me so happy because I have to say the the the, the two Symphony X shows I've ever seen in my life here in Atlanta were two of the best shows I've ever seen. So I'm like, please don't go anywhere because I absolutely like. You know, I, I walked away from from uh, the, the first time I saw you guys was when you guys were here. Um, it was supposed to be, uh, I think, I think Nevermore was supposed to be on the on the bill, and they ended up dropping off or something. And then, it, but it was you guys yeah. in Power Glove, and um, oh. which I thought was a hilarious mix, but it worked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Those guys are they're uh, 
they're interesting man, with those with those outfits. <laughs> and the whole video game, like I've I've never seen people moshing to the Mario theme, you know, which I thought was pretty, you know, fascinating. But um, you know, it was. But like, no. But I'm glad to hear that you guys are sticking it out, though, definitely. And um, one of the things I always thought was super fascinating was I had a great interview with Russell Allen. Um, a, 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 a matter of fact, on that tour when you guys were here in Atlanta, and that was the first time I learned that he he actually um, was a, was a knight for uh, medieval times. Like, do you guys do you guys ever just go to medieval times while you're on the road for free, <laughs> like, and just hang out? <laughs> you know, I mean, I would do it, but uh, I just never got a chance to. Do it. Um, yeah, th- you know, there's a there's a medieval times right here in New Jersey where I live that I go a lot. I'd I'd love it there, but um, I you know you know I think that we've since we've been on the road we never really did that. But we really but we could have because you know he has the connections. <laughs> so I was about to say you need to utilize this in you know like you know for like a, a free band meal and some entertainment. <laughs> you know, so. That'd be great, man. <laughs> So, with, with with so many acts out there to work with, like, what would be your dream act to 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 work with? Like, uh, like, what would be a dream for you to collaborate with that you haven't? Well, you know, I mean, uh, when I think about that, you know, I, you, I go back to my idols. You know, I mean, I would it would be a dream to um, work with Richie Blackmore. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that was, you know, cause he's one of my favorites, um, or, you know, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath or, or work with Rob Halford from Judas Priest or, you know, all my heroes, you know, um, uh, but, uh, you know, will that ever happen? I doubt it, <laughs> but it, it would be great. <laughs> well, now that it's out there, maybe, you know, the right ears will hear it. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So, right. You never know. <laughs> you know, and and that's funny that you said that because uh, when you were talking about the greats like that, like the Black Sabbath and you know, you know, Blackmore and stuff like you know, you uh, you know, one of the things we're starting to see is we're really starting to see our our heroes kind of get up there in age, you know, and like. Um, getting close to where it's pretty much time, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to count the days, obviously, for some of my favorite bands, but, like, you look at bands like Priest and Maiden and, you know, Scorpions and whatnot, and, like, you know, obviously, you know, they they don't have another 20 years to them. Like, what, what, do you ever think to yourself, like, envision what would happen to metal once those bands are gone yeah you know I, I think about this all the time and you know you you always hear somebody passes away from you know from some band and and it it, it makes me so sad you know because you you know you want your heroes to just never die you know and uh, you want them to be around forever and you want those old albums you listen to in the 80s you want them to be you know just like it was yesterday but unfortunately you know that's not the way life works and um they are it is coming near that time you know we're not far away when you know all our heroes are either going to be stopping or going to be passed away unfortunately and um so i think is for someone like me um i think the silent assassins is a good thing because 
you know, my vision was to play heavy metal music the way I remember it growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I want the the listeners of today, the young kids, to feel like I did. You know, when you grab an album from the store and you open it and you first put it on, and you know, you and you get blown away by what you hear, and um, <clears throat> that's all we could do. You know, just keep it alive. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll always try to do that. And I'll always pay homage to my heroes. See, and that's what I think is the best, th- the best that any, any of these bands can do, is to keep the spirit alive and to keep the music. I just find it unfortunate, though, that there's a whole generation that'll never get to experience like what it was like to see metal bands on like a giant stage with a giant production and you know like like this like and i always i think i even said this like when i reviewed you guys on the last time you played atlanta was that it it was like seeing an arena show crammed into a a club but like in my mind like if i close my eyes and i'm hearing paradise lost like i can picture ramps and stairs and you know the whole thing you know but you know like it's really about the music and just having it out there because it's almost kind of like an archaeological thing like even if people don't know it's there if they dig they'll find it and it'll do something for them you know yeah you know i mean i hope through um stuff that i do and other bands that the young listeners will listen to it and then they'll go look for our influences and find out you know find out find those albums look at those videos from those classic tours of those classic bands and just get the feeling of what it was like because it was an amazing amazing time and um you know hopefully it will stay alive at least to at least to a certain extent um, and you know, and like you were saying too, that's that's the best we can do is just to try to keep it alive, and uh, you know, take the torch and run with it. Well, so while we have just a, a few more minutes left for you, but like I wanted to ask you just a couple of lighthearted questions. I like to have some fun with it. Well, first of all, I really enjoy talking to you, man. This is really great. You're 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 awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, very good questions, by the way. Oh well, thank you so much. Well, like I, like I said, this is kind of a you know doing the podcasting is kind of a new thing for me, but I've been enjoying it because I really enjoy the interaction, you know, with the 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 people that I talk to, but um, like what is what is, what is it what is one band that we would be like surprised to hear that Mike LaPond was a, a fan of? Um, yeah, that's that's an easy one. <clears throat> you know, everybody um, thinks of me as uh, you know heavy metal guy, progressive metal guy, but um, a band that I have loved for about fifteen years. Uh, is a band called Blackmore's Night. And now uh, we were talking about uh, Richie Blackmore. Love them. So for, right? <laughs> well, the music, I mean, the, what he does on the guitar is so incredible in this band. And um, I just was blown away by the the melodies and, and everything about the music. So what I would do is I would listen to what Richie does and I would try to play it on the bass. And, um, oh wow! Okay, yeah. 
so um and you know so in a lot of um on my first solo album there's a lot of bulky celtic kind of medieval parts and also on point and prophecy i have a full-on um celtic song a full-on folk song mm-hmm. and that really comes from that blackmore's night influence See, that's really cool to hear because Blackmore's Night was one of those bands that, like, years ago, I kind of, probably similar to you, like, I, I was like, oh, Richie Blackmore, I wonder what this is about. And then I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, this is definitely not Burn, like, you know, or like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know or like Child in Time. But this is like, but it, it was so interesting to hear such a different take on his musicianship, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could tell that this was something that he's always loved to do because he was just so good at it. Oh, he really, yeah, absolutely. So if, if you, if you could play bass with any band for just one night live, whether or not they're together anymore or not, who would it be? Mm, That's a good question too. Um, I would say Black Sabbath, I think. Oh, you know what though? You could pull it off because if they put enough smoke in the back, they'd be like, "Yeah, that's kind of geezer butler." Yeah, yeah. Kind of a mustache by the guy who aren't mustache. <laughs> mustache bass player must be geezer. I think you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? What is it about Black Sabbath that makes you that 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 draws you in? Because you've mentioned Sabbath a couple times. Like, what what is it yeah. about them? I think you know. I mean. I think that they really invented heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And with as soon as I heard, you know, that first album, their riffs are just so dark and uh, and just give you such a heavy metal feeling. Um, I loved I, and I loved all the the eras that they had, you know, with Ozzy and with Dio and everybody else, and um, and <clears throat> their bass player Geezer Butler was always one of my favorites you know he used to he used to just play he would play blues but it would be just so heavy and it was just like when i would listen to it when i was younger i was like wow that's so awesome you know the just like the riffs he was doing and Mm -hmm. and he's and he's been great from day one till now i mean i just love the way he plays and um black sabbath just gives me such a feeling you know of of wow, like this is like as, as good as it gets, you know. Well, what's your favorite Sabbath album? Oh, man, that's a really good question. I think if I had to pick a favorite, maybe I'd go with uh, Master of Reality. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can tell that's mine. I was like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> struck a chord there. <laughs> because. I, I, Every time someone says volume four, I want to hit them and go, wrong, massive reality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's got some really heavy songs on it, man. I felt like that was where, like, to me, like... like it, it kind of became if, if that makes sense you know like I feel like mm-hmm. you know the first album and then Paranoid you know they all kind of you yeah. know it was still early on but man by the time they got to Master of Met, that was like man that is Sabbath right there you know yeah and the, and and those yeah those songs are dark and uh, well those got those are some riffs that are just unbelievable 
and Ozzy's great on that album too. Oh, that's to me is his 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 best performance with Sabbath was that album. I thought I thought he was just fantastic on that one. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just a great record. You know, and as we're talking about Sabbath, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Mike LaPond, you need to give Tony Martin and Tony Iommi a call and start a super group because I've been dying for like a Martin Iommi collaboration again, and I was just like, you would be perfect. So let's get this going. <laughs> That's certainly fine with me. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight you on that one. <laughs> I'll make the calls. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'll just post it on Facebook probably, and they'll be like, "Who? Who's this jerk?" I'm not gonna. You know, whatever. You know. Right. Well, so Mike, so what's in store for the? Uh, like, we're really just kind of head into 2018 right now. So, wh- what are we looking forward to from you as far as like everything from silent and Assassins to Symphony X to whatever. Right. So in uh, 2018, Symphony X will be will begin writing songs for a new album. Uh-huh. Um, the Silent Assassins will hopefully pop up uh, doing some festivals or some touring. You know, I'm still looking into some you know different offers on that. Um, I'm going to be playing uh, live with Ross the Boss from Man of War. Um, got dates in the U.S. and uh, Europe planned for that, and a new album from him too. Actually, I I forgot to tell you, I played bass on uh, on his next solo album. I played on that last month. So <clears throat> a lot of things, you know. It's going to be another um, whirlwind year, and you know, I love it. I love to work, and uh, I'm excited. Oh, that's fantastic! So you're going to be doing that U.S. run with Ross the Boss, then, correct? Yes. Oh, fantastic. There's an Atlanta date here. So uh, I'm going to have to try to see if I can make it out and uh, introduce myself because I've been dying to see uh, Man of War. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Done the way yeah. it should be, you know, and I'm not right. ashamed to say that because, you know, I mean, he's Ross the boss, you know what I mean? Like, that's just how, yeah. it, how it is. Those, those records are classic. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Come on out. Yeah, I'd love to meet you, man. Absolutely. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. And um, is there a website or something that you can plug so that people can stalk you <laughs> and find out what's yeah. going on well um you know i have a uh i have a silent assassins fan page on facebook mm-hmm. um you can just look for that um i you know if someone has a question i mean you can even write to me i have a personal page on facebook myself uh my manager made me open up uh, a twitter account so i guess i got that as <laughs> Since last night, I have a Twitter now, and I have an Instagram. <laughs> Even though I don't know anything about either one, but poor uh, guy, man, you're just gonna be sitting up in bed with your phone, going, "I am oh, so overwhelmed." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, the people will know how to get in touch with you, and um, and good luck with everything you have, um, with your health and your touring and all that good stuff. And um, thanks again for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. All righty.